Hey, welcome to Burn Offerings. What's going on, man? I am Jared. That is Steve. I'm Steve. We're back. We are back in a big way, like Air Supply. Uh, in the 90s. Storytellers? SNL? Anybody? Hmm. No. Okay. No. Okay. Not even... Not even... What? Yeah, well, there was a skit on SNL that had Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan where they came back and were doing VH1 Storytellers as Air Supply. I didn't see that one. And they took classic Air Supply songs and applied holiday themes to them. It was a great skit. They ended up French kissing at the end, I think. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool, but... Uh, Anyway, yeah, we're back, and uh, I'm really stoked to um, do this episode slash movie that we're going to talk about because, as most of you probably know, I'm a huge slasher fan, and this movie pretty much is the granddaddy of them all. I think this one kind of really nailed the template that was to be followed. It, it pretty much did. Everybody gives it credit to Psycho, to Peeping Tom, mm-hmm. and to Black Christmas. Yes, but this predates I mean, Black Christmas. Oh uh, yeah, this those three movies had a lot of elements that went in to be part of slashers. This mm-hmm. one basically took those elements and amped them. Yeah, even though it came out before, and people just I don't know they just it, I don't like to say ignore it, but it seems to get overlooked in conversations about creating the slasher. It really does. And you know, I was really late to the game on this one, man. Um, I didn't find it until I really started to get into slashers and collecting VHS years ago where I was hunting, trying to hunt down like as many slasher VHS as I could. And it's always knew of this movie, but never really acknowledged it. And then once I finally got around to owning a copy of it, I'm like, dude, this is, what I love in all the movies that followed it that I didn't even know this movie existed like yeah before well that's the, that's the thing I think you get with especially like when you're new into getting into like a, a genre like getting into slashers mm-hmm. you're new and you're getting into it you just know you like the ones you've seen which is probably like Halloween and Friday 13 and stuff yeah but you know the years that those started so when you see a movie that came out in like 71 you're kind of going to graze over it because yeah. What is it going to have? Right. Like, it's not going to be like a slasher. It's yeah. just kind of, it, it. it's one of those things that kind of, it flies under the radar, I think, because of that. Unless you're really into Italian horror, like you're into Giallos and stuff, mm-hmm. you know who Baba was. If you were just getting into looking for, like, slashers, you probably would ignore this because you wouldn't think it was fucking anything. Right. And then it's like, it, it, it never was a franchise. There was never a sequel. It was a one movie, and it came out in the 70s. And it was um, known from a, d- a couple different titles, so it's it's like, yeah, you know what I mean. It's kind of like you have to be a true horror fan to really dig this one out. You're not. It's not just gonna fall out of the sky and hit you in the face. You know what I mean. You got to know your shit to be like, whoa, there was a fucking, there was an original slasher, and it was the first one of its kind that was in color. You know, because Peeping Tom and Psycho were black and white, and uh, man, I mean this movie fucking everything about it the way it was shot and the kill scenes are so vivid and like well shot and well done it's like a sophisticated slasher movie long before it was even a fucking thing man Mm -hmm. so that's i love it and i'm glad that we're yeah i can't believe it took us this long to get this yeah to get to to get here that's what i was saying man like (laughs) i blew my mind when you fucking brought it up i'm like we haven't done that yet and it was like, yeah. it dawned on me we have it. So, good thing we're, we're getting around to it now. 
Um, but uh, I don't know, man. Uh, what have you been up to, dude? Uh, you went. You, you went to a show. I did go to a show. Other than work, which is just you know whatever. At it this is. Point. I'm with you. <laughs> um, yeah, I went to a show, and that was uh, that's pretty much about it. I think new that I did. Okay. Which the show was amazing. If anybody has a chance to catch either Sword Wielder from Sweden on tour or Rotgen from Arizona on tour, do it. Yeah, uh, definitely 100 percent worth doing. If you're if it with Rotgen, it's just going to be 100 percent pure raw fucking like raw punk DB, hot, very fucking high energy, amazing show. Nice, 100 percent amazing show by those guys. Um, sword wielder, you're gonna feel like you just stepped in a time machine and went back to like late '80s fucking England, because that is just axe grinder worship. It like is fucking crust stenchcore fucking to the max. Like that is that is how you do axe grinder worship. I was gonna say, man, you put that record on for me before we did this. We started this episode and. Not only did it fucking really sound like Axe Grinder, it was done really well. Yeah. And they're heavy as fuck. It's great. It's fucking good. Even the like melodic guitar parts mimicked what was going on back in the late eighties. Like it's a, you like you said, it's like a nostalgic thing. Like they fucking re you know, resurfaced that, that style fucking really well, dude. Is it I'm kind of pissed I missed that show. I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been amazing, dude. So, yeah, it was fucking great. Yeah, Sword Wielder. If you get a chance to check them out, check them out. Like them or not, whatever, man. It's worth a listen, you know. Yeah, fucking amazing. Been around like six years, I think. Okay. A handful of LPs and I think a split, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, fucking a. That's pretty um, much what I've been up to, man. What have you been doing? Uh, the only thing I did was went to Cedar Point. Hell yeah. I mean, any of us that live in Michigan or the general area, like Ohio, whatever, know what Cedar Point is. But it's people, fucking coaster capital of the world, man. It is. It is. Um, for those of you who might not know from other states and shit, in Ohio, there's a roller coaster park, like a like a theme park. Uh, what do they call those? Theme parks. Is it a theme park? Theme park. That would be what they is call that. Those. What they call it? That's what they call theme parks. Okay, well, it's a theme park, and uh, there's no theme to it. It's just uh, roller coasters, and uh, they're really fucking crazy, insane, I'm-gonna-die-feeling roller coasters that you get on. And I rode a ton of fucking roller coasters, and uh, that was cool. That's, like, the only new thing that I did. How many do they have now? Oh, God, man. Because it's always been known as, like, the coaster capital, and I want to say everything I've even read said that, yeah, Cedar Point's had has the most roller coasters in a park and anywhere in the world yeah but they keep adding or tearing down and rebuilding new ones yeah they got like new ones now and they tore at least like almost at least a dozen well there's more than that there's got to be at least 20 roller coasters in that motherfucker dude i'm telling you see i don't think i'm not gonna sit here and count them all because we're gonna that's gonna be so much dead air but no, I know. There's right. a shit ton. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like the first roller coaster that they built was the Blue Streak. Yeah. I, I remember. And, you know, they got some new ones there, too. And Blue Streak was fucking... I don't know, man. That, that thing's fucking sketchy. Yeah, it's real sketchy. It's an old, rickety fucking roller coaster. It's old. I still get on it. But I 
feel more scared on that one than I do on the new fucking crazy steroid fucking modern roller coasters because they're like engineered for safety and comfort. <laughs> Whereas the boost streak is just fucking your your back's gonna hurt and fucking you're scared you're gonna fall out of the thing. So <laughs> okay, so as of May of 2018, there's 17 roller coasters. Okay, I was close. I thought there was like 20, but yeah. Yeah, there's a. It's a cool place to go. Um, you know, I've been going there since I was a kid, and I fucking love that place. And I love roller coasters. None of them scare me. I get on all the big scary rides. I do it. Are we going for Halloween's? We are September fifteenth. Um, Annie, actually, my friend Annie, just fucking uh, inboxed me earlier, making sure you still wanted to go. So yeah, I'm down to go. There you go. I'm gonna take the day off after. Me too. Because I know we're not gonna crash there, but. I like to not have to work in the morning. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so let's do that. But, yeah, that's all I did was uh, the roller coaster thing, man. Uh, It was fun. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Um, What have you been jamming, dude? Um, It's pretty much just a list of bands that we we saw (laughs) for the most part. That's cool. Work's been getting shitty, and I haven't been, since I'm kind of stepping up in different roles, I don't have time to just throw headphones in and just ignore everybody mm. like I enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I've been jamming that fucking Sword Wielder LP, yeah. and I'm blanking on the name of the actual LP, but either way, it's the newest LP. It's on Purvain Existence, and it's fucking pure gold if you're in uh, Crust, and if you really like... If you if you fucking like Axe Grinder, even just the littlest bit, check it out. Man. I agree. It's fucking solid gold. Um, finally picked up the anguish seven inch that just came out excellent uh break the chain it's one original track and then one cover uh the cover is amoebics uh nobody's driving Mm -hmm. which that cover was 100 percent nailed to the fucking core it's great yeah like they nailed that to a t it's an amazing cover um shroud has um a new lathe out lathe cut I'm blanking on the name of it, but it's solid goal as well. Just one of the best raw punk bands in Detroit. Actually, I share uh, Dave, who plays guitar in Phil and Debbie, plays bass in Shroud. Okay. Fucking solid, man. Love those dudes. They're great live, too. 100%. 100%. They're great, yeah. They just played their last show and killer set. Absolutely. Cool. Um, been really fucking rocking his Turismo. Okay. Which... I'm so sad that they're not a band anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Those dudes are to the point of fucking being frightening. They're so fucking chaotic. So fucking good. Fucking that. It's like a bomb went off with the fucking the bass and the drums. Yeah. It's like the. It's like when they recorded that drum kick, that that mic. They were like, yeah, turn that bass up. Turn the bass up on that shit. Well, I mean, it's because it's just like, like super fucking just bombed out bass. It fucking blew me away when you put that on for me the first time. Oh, that'll always stick with me. I had never heard anything that fucking chaotic and that fucking just... We were three sheets to the fucking wind when I put that record on, and we were just standing in front of the speakers, and it was like cranked to 11. Yeah, dude. I was like, who the fuck is this, <laughs> yeah. man? It was fucking... Dude, they're great. They're fucking phenomenal. It's been a while since I heard them, man. I'd like to listen to them again. Yeah, dude. I've been jamming that in my car a lot. Cool. Um, let's see. City Pleasure. Nice. Another Detroit punk band. Um, not really like raw punk or anything. Um, 
really melodic. I guess I'm gonna even say melodic, but they have fucking like riffs for days, fucking like really long, drawn out riffs, mm-hmm. and they're fucking catchy as shit. Fucking Tuesdays on bass and vocals, Charlie drums. It's fucking also solid gold. They just released their demo at that show. Cool. Um, cool. Their official ones, I guess, didn't come in in time. So Dave runs, um, I can't remember the label he runs, but he runs a tape label, and he did like a quick runoff of like 20 demos for him with fucking J cards and everything. Um, just fucking amazing. Everybody needs to check it out. Um, especially, I'm going to say, it's not 100% like this, but if you like like Vice Squad type shit, like old 80s punk chick vocals, it's not even 100% like that, but I think you would dig it if you like Vice Squad. Okay. It's amazing. Uh, and then... Fucking yeah, rocking. Um, I gotta check those guys out, man. Yeah, I'll. I mean, I'll put them on. I got. I picked up their LP. They have like. Oh, did you? Four, five cassette releases, and then a single-sided twelve-inch. Okay. I picked up the twelve-inch. It's just balls to the wall, fucking raw punk D beat. Like their show's amazing. That's killer. Yeah. It's just go. I don't know. That was. I was really blown away by it. I oh. knew. I knew they're good. But I was really blown away by the show. Just the energy behind it. It was yeah. fucking great. We were the first... Uh, they started in Detroit. So that show was their first day of tour. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. Fucking... I'll check them out, man. Um, that's cool, man. Uh, I'm not much... What about uh, you? You got, like, anything? Well, uh, the other day I put on Nuke. Fuck yeah. So it was like... It's been a while since I heard it. And it was, like, kind of falling on some fresh ears as far as, like, compared to what I've been listening to. So I was like, all right, cool, man. Like, fucking, I'm going to listen to Nuke. And uh, I jammed Nuke and fucking uh, some meth drinker. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, some fucking Dope Throne, the last Dope Throne album. Um, Trans-Canadian Anger, it's fucking great. Acid Witch, the Christmas stuff. Like I listened to the other day. Those two tracks are fucking amazing. They're excellent, yeah. Uh, jam that. Um, see, Fistula. Really pissed off the Fistula. No funeral didn't come to Michigan or Detroit, but well, they were on tour and shit. But I jammed uh, some Fistula, Longing for Infection, and uh, some No Funeral, which I actually haven't listened to in a while. They got some new stuff coming out this year, I think. But I don't know if it's fan funded. I think they're doing yeah something. They got like a new guitar player now, and they're trying to sell all their old merch and old LPs and singles and or whatever to try to raise money to like get back in the studio. So I don't know. Hopefully they well they just toured. So I mean I'm sure they made a couple bucks from that. But I don't know. Seen the kick that shit DIY, put a four track in the middle of a room with a microphone. Yeah, dude, and they they they're that kind of fucking band where they could probably pull that off and make it piss like, you know, super raw, fucking crushing like. So I don't know, man. That'd be, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to see what they do, but that's about it, man. I mean, I still do my fucking first four Metallica records and. <laughs> uh, dude, I had to, I've I had Ride the Lightning and Kill 'Em All in my car on loop forever. Just because it's one, it's that's one of those records where it's like, I got so used to having a car that had minimal working speakers, that having, yeah. having like my raw punk shit that I like, at playing, 
it would it didn't make sense to do it because it was the speakers it, it was pretty much just the tweeters that were working i know so it was just the high ends oh, man. so it just sounded like harsh noise wall yeah so i'm like well <laughs> so i had like metallic those first two metallica cds and i'm like all right well if i put these in i can actually understand what the fuck's going on yeah i know so i just got such a habit of that that when i got my new car <laughs> i just still loop those fucking records really and yeah. i finally like I'm, I'm catching on to the fact that, oh, shit, I can actually listen anywhere the fuck I want now because I have speakers that work. Yeah. And it's weird, too. Uh, I, I want to explain to people that are listening to our show that Jared and I have taken road trips and said <laughs> Trailblazer with no speakers. So it's kind of fucking like, what are we going to do to entertain ourselves for a four-hour ride? You know what I mean? Like The first time me and you, like, this was the first time you were, like, extensively rode in my car, mm-hmm. and we went to Chicago. And I had Ride the Lightning in. And I think after the second time it looped, you just looked at me and you're like, again? No, We're doing this again? Dude, dude, it was like the fourth or fifth time it looped. No, I mean, it looped many times, but I think it was like after the second one when you kind of like looked at me like, really? Yeah, so it was actually the <laughs> third time around. I heard the, the intro fucking uh, strum of Fight Fire with Fire, and I'm like... Yeah? Okay, we're going to do this again. All right, ride the lightning, folks. Uh, I mean, we fucking got in the car. We're fucking pumped. We're putting on Metallica. We're fucking going to Taco Bell. We're smashing Taco Bell. We're driving hours in. And I'm like, dude, hell yeah, ride the lightning again. I can do this. And then the third time, I'm like, all right, man, what are we doing here? What's going on? (laughs) We didn't take it out, though. No. No, No, we just... And then we listened to it the whole way home, too. Yeah, yeah. Because... uh, (laughs) The speakers didn't work in my car. It was like 50-50 shot. Mm. Not even that. It was like a fucking 70-30 shot. Like yeah. 70% of the time, it's not working. Yeah. Oh, it was, so a real, I, it was a real treat when those speakers kicked on, though. When they worked, when they wanted to. Oh, oh yeah. I, and how quick did I j- put in a different CD <laughs> if I knew my speakers were working? Oh, you were going through like, man, what can I listen to today? I like, get <laughs> <laughs> pumped, dude. Like, You know what sucked? Is driving... Speakers didn't work when I got in my car, so I put on a CD and I turned it up all the way so I can kind of hear something, even though it's super low end, like trebly. Oh, and then the speakers would kick in. And as I'm driving down the freeway, like a 94, doing like 80 miles an hour, the speakers kicked in, and it seriously won the first time it did it. <laughs> <laughs> the first time it fucking did it, I like threw the wheel. It's like holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> came dude. back into my lane. It scares the fuck out of you. That happened to me too, man. I was like fucking driving uh, my Infinity. The right speaker didn't work. So I had the left speaker, which was cool because it's on the driver's side. But the right speaker would kick in sometimes. And I'd have the shit cranked to 11. I had Acid Witch on one time. And I drove to fucking like Taco Bell or something. I'm in the drive-thru like waiting. There was a long line. And fucking just it was weird just at the precise moment when the fucking growling vocal kicked in the fucking right speaker kicked in it fucking jolted me like i it scared me like it was fucking crazy dude like dude 100 percent, yeah your ears become accustomed to like a certain frequency or a sound or like a level of volume well and when that changes abruptly it's like whoa dude that's like somebody popping up in your back seat and just going like hey I know. Like, yeah. You're not expecting that. No. I'm expecting my speakers to be pieces of shit and not fucking work. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine when fucking... It was even worse for you, probably, because, like, 
your speakers never worked. It was very rare that they actually were full functioning speakers. I got so if they kicked in on the fucking freeway or on the fucking road, dude, I would have like spun out. I would have flipped that fucker like (laughs) eight times. I looked into it, like what's going on, and it, it was like an issue with those, like the the weather stripping around the speaker cable, like would deteriorate mm-hmm. and then you just wouldn't work and what i found and what everybody else said online too is like it's if it's the summer like it's warm temperatures yeah better chance of them working which was true when it got fucking hot out they would work almost every day yeah and then as soon as it got like somewhat cold even like just like fall chill it, they would go back to being pieces of shit yeah it was rough times man yeah i would get in my car and be like, let's see if my speakers are working Nope. nope. Turn the turn right Dude, back down. I think there might have only been two times I got into your vehicle and you're like, oh, shit. They're working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but every other time, I was like, nope. <laughs> Fuck it. But uh, It's like, not today. No, not today. Nope. But, uh, yeah, man. Fucking. So there's that. There's the ride the lightning story. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, I was talking to someone the other day about, like, the unsung heroes of the first four Metallica albums, which we mentioned Metallica and did a whole s- we did spat a whole thing on the last fucking time. last podcast about their greatest hits, which is basically the first two albums, a couple of songs from the third album, and like two songs from like And Justice or whatever. But I was I was like, dude, no one ever talks about like Phantom Lord or fucking Leper Messiah or fucking trapped under ice you know it's like these songs are fucking so good that's actually criminal that no one talks about trapped under ice yeah because that fucking that shit rips dude it's so fucking good man it's just one of them songs where you're just like yeah dude trapped under ice fucking hey man you know the other ones you've heard a million times you've heard trapped under ice a million times too but i'm just saying no one ever fucking talks about it dude like i think the song ride the lightning is like on the same level as, or I think Trapped Under Ice is on the same level as Ride the Lightning which a lot of people look at as Ride the Lightning as a straight up fucking masterpiece song yes yeah it's great and I think Trapped Under Ice is on that same level yeah it's yeah it's like their thrashier stuff punk punk like two kind of Trapped Under Ice has that fucking like kind of punk like weird up down fucking strum a lot of fucking like hammer Yeah. The like, fucking the, the main riff for fucking Trapped in Our Eyes is just hammer on galore, dude. It is. It is too. I lo- I, that's I'm I'm a sucker for that shit. Yeah. Like, super fast fucking picking, fucking hammer ons and mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, me, that's fucking gold that's the <laughs> golden era right there, man. But yeah, it's just weird. I was talking to this dude the other day about like the like the songs of Metallica that no one ever talks about that are fucking just killer, you know? Dude, I remember <laughs> getting uh, plumbing work done in my house and just kind of hanging out here. I busted my guitar out and I'm just like playing guitar. And they dude came up and walked by and he's like, oh, you play guitar? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, that's cool. And he like walks out of the house, gets shit or whatever, comes back in. And like later on, he's like, you know Metallica? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, cool. I was like, I'll, I'll play some. And I think I played, uh, started playing like Jump in the Fire. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, cool. He's like, you know any other songs? And I'm like, yeah. And I did, like, Creeping Death. Yeah. And then I think he asked me if I knew, like, uh, something off the Black Album. Like, one of their bigger known Black Album songs. I think he said, like, Enter Sandman. And I'm like, no, man. I'm like, I seriously only learn how to play shit from, like, their first two albums. I'm like, that's the only stuff I know. And he's like, oh. 
And I honestly think that he really didn't know the two songs I played. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he's just kind of like, oh, that rules. Never heard it before, but yeah, that's cool. Like, like I think when he said, do you know Metallica? He was expecting me to play something from, like, Black Album Up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I played those, and like, because, yeah, because he wasn't like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And he was just like, oh, anything else? Yeah. Like, yeah, and he's like, oh, do you know anything else on Black Album? <laughs> like, no, man, like, mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. This uh, just since we're talking about Metallica, real quick, this chick that I work with, I think she's like thirty. So she, you know, she and her brother is a drummer, so a metal drummer. Anyway, she I, we're working together, and she randomly comes up to me and says, "Hey, what's better, Ride the Lightning or Master of Puppets?" And I was like, uh, "The answer to that is Kill 'Em All." <laughs> and she goes, really? I was like, yeah, I think Kill 'Em All is probably their fucking best record, dude. I don't know. I just, I don't know why I said that. And she was like, oh, that's a good one too. And she had on her, uh, on her phone or her iPod or whatever, like Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets, and she kept going back and forth of which one she liked more, and like, it depended what mood she was in, what she liked better, and. I started getting into a conversation with her about Metallica while she was smoking. It was a cigarette break. And the more I talked about Metallica and got in-depth, the less interested she was. So it's like I started going into why Kill 'Em All is great, why Justice is <laughs> its own entity, and then like Beyond sucks. And she's just like, yeah, cool. Anyway, yeah, so I like Ride the Lightning better. And I was like, okay, there it is, whatever. And uh, so that was... Kind of fucking weird, man. I don't know, like weird conversation. Surface level. Yeah, yeah. Just like you know, people what I mean? who are like, like I'm, I'm surprised that she said those two albums. Me too. But with the way you just said that conversation went, she's still like surface level fucking. Yeah, I just it was just like weird. Is like uh, I would think in this day and age, if somebody was asked you about those two albums, that you'd be able to have a cucking conversation about fucking actual music with her. But if she couldn't. Yeah, she's still fucking. Some somehow she just happened to stumble across those two. And I know. She's still super fucking, fucking surface level. I know. But you don't you don't get asked that by people that you don't expect it from very often no man i make weird music comments at work all the time and no one knows who the fuck i'm talking about mm-hmm. i was actually it, i was surprised one time because i made a comment about lemmy and i thought it was going to be a once i made this comment i'm gonna have to explain who lemmy was so that was my train of thought where i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna have to do this mm-hmm. and i said it and then one dude was like oh yeah i know yeah lemmy and it that acknowledgement fucked my whole train of thought up and I stumbled for like a good like 30 seconds yeah. of like wait, wait, okay yeah 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 okay yeah so anyway yeah so now you don't have <laughs> but to. I thought I had to explain I thought I was gonna have to explain who yeah. he was because anything I've said before music wise to, or even movie wise nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about so you about. gotta go back re-explain what yeah. it is that you're fucking talking about initially but to, before like, you get to the point. I was yeah. talking like three people, but it was like one dude who's also like my age, but not at all in anything I'm into, was like, oh yeah, I know Lemmy. And it caught me, so I stumbled. And then I got back into my story. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is okay, this is where I'm going. But yeah, every once in a while you get surprised by shit. Yeah, I know. Which is cool, because you're like, oh fuck, I can actually talk to you about something? Like, the awesome. only thing I found, because I, I like me and you talk about this, I throw movie quotes at work all mm-hmm. the time, and I'm like the only one who gets them. 
So I got to the point where I got past the point of let's throw this movie quote out there. Somebody's going to get it. This going to be funny. It's great. And then once those bomb all the time because nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about, then it's just like I'm throwing it out there for myself. Oh, like, yeah. And I'm going to let you not know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I throw it out there. They just look at me, and I just laugh to myself. Like, this is fucking great. And they don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah. That's something I said. But what? But, but to you, it's pure gold. Mm-hmm. And to me, it would be pure gold, too. Because if I was there, that would be the perfect timing. It's like, yeah, dude. But I found out that one dude who's around my age loves Kevin Smith. That's Absolutely loves Kevin Smith. Bonus points, like, man. Anything he's uh, all the movies he's released, he listens to his smodcast. Cool. He fucking all his like uh, little spoken word stand up things he's done. Yep. All he knows all of it. So I know anytime I make a fucking reference from one of those movies, he's gonna get it and laugh. And neither of us explain it to anybody else. Yeah, there's no need to. Man. There's no need to, man. That's killer. Unfortunately for me, if I was to bring up anything from Clerks or fucking Mall Rats or anything like that. At my job, dude, people would fucking need a mat breadcrumbs to get back to where we started. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they don't know what's going on, man. I'm just like a fucking loner at work. You know? Like, they don't even understand, like, my culture of living, like, VHS. Oh, yeah. That's you know? Right. They don't even understand, like, what do you mean you... What? A VCR. I'm like, yeah, I don't have cable. I don't have any of that. I watch... VHS tapes on a VHS player AKA every VCR. day. Yeah, VCR, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pr- before DVDs. Well, there was what before DVD, you know, so, so it's like, ah. dude, they, I never got into that aspect of my life with them. They knew I collect, they knew I was into horror movies and they knew I collected horror movies and I'd have a shit ton of them. Mm hmm. But I don't think they ever really associated what format they were in. And then they said something about, like, hipsters and VHS and something. Because mm. this new kid, Ryan, I think they, they might have, like, when he first got hired in and no one knew who he really was, I think they might have said, like, oh, yeah, he's fucking, he's in a hipster fucking collecting VHS type thing or whatever. Maybe. I don't know. And then I finally said, like, dude, I collect VHS. And they just looked at me. I'm like... I told you I collect horror. I'm like, a lot of like the best horror is fucking still on VC, VC, VHS. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, there's still shit that hasn't been available on fucking DVD or Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but also, I just dig it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right. I still like it. Like, yeah. I still shit from when I was a kid, and I still fucking, and they're like, oh, well, all right, all right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I fucking hang out with you guys and talk to you guys. You're not going to give me shit for it. Right. Like, yeah. don't give him shit. If he if he collects it, too, don't give him fucking shit. It doesn't mean he's a fucking, like, hipster fucking douchebag. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's Before we, like, just real quick, this dude, Brian, that I work with, I made mention the other day, someone mentioned Pinball Pete's mm-hmm. that I work with. And I was like, dude, I go there all the time, and I hit the record stores down there. And this Brian dude I work with is like, record stores? And he looked at me all twisted, and he was like, who the fuck buys records anymore? Who buys CDs or records anymore? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, what? he lifted up his phone, and he said, everything is on YouTube now. Why would you go and spend the money on a CD or a record? I mean, I could prove to you that everything is not on YouTube right now. Well, no. It, my I understand that. My response was, 
Some people still believe in tradition, supporting bands, supporting music. Maybe if you go spend $15 on a fucking Metallica CD, they'll be able to buy a sandwich that day. That was the best I could come up with, because if I mention any other band, this fucking dude's not going to know what I'm talking about. So I threw out Metallica. I was like, dude, buy a CD. Maybe they'll go get a sandwich that day. You know what I mean? Like, And everyone started laughing in the van because it made sense to them, but like, it's like a culture shock. They don't understand the fact of going into a record store and purchasing a physical copy of music like of anything dude what's funny is and they they won't get this either because it's probably they haven't experienced it but with digital like buying digital you buy a cd mm-hmm. or like an album you buy a fucking movie and it's whatever you're technically not owning that it's on a server somewhere still and if like it's happened with itunes where itunes lost the regional rights to a certain movie and the person, the people who bought it and owned it, now don't have it in their library anymore, and they didn't rent it. They actually bought it, and it's just not in their library anymore because iTunes lost the fucking regional rights to it. So you don't own it. Yeah. Right. And then they're like, "Well, what the fuck? I actually bought it." And they're like, "Well, we don't. We we lost the rights. So it's not on our servers anymore." Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck digital. Fuck buying digital. And not only that, but like, and I'm not gonna lie. Like, I listen to my music on my phone. Oh, so do I. But you obviously see. I also no, I know. I fucking you, you do. You, you've invested into the uh, the vinyl collection and shit. But for me, I listen to the music on my phone. But it's disappointing because a, it's not a physical copy, and b, the fucking transfer and the quality of the digital is not as good as fucking wax. It's not as good as cassette. You know, there's like options now on YouTube where you can do like 360, 480, 720, 1080. Not all the shit that I listen to has those options. It's just two fucking 40, and that's what you get, and it's a shitty fucking, you know, like upload of it. It just sounds like shit, especially with old, like old music, like from. 70s and 80s it's like fuck man you throw on a vinyl record that's like the true grit fucking way it was supposed to be heard you know what I mean so that people are missing out on that too it's just it's compressed into a fucking file and that's what you get and people just settle for that now because it's free instead of going out and fucking searching for a physical copy of it that's going to sound way better and you actually get cool shit with it you know And you own it. It's yours forever. So I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. It's like culture shock to these people that I work with. So (laughs) fucking weird shit, man. But that, I just wanted to throw that out there. Dude, it makes sense to me. Like there's, it's culture shock to people at my work. If I were to really get into movies and stuff, because they don't buy Blu-rays or DVDs or anything. Like if they're not even buying Blu-rays, then obviously they're not buying shit because they don't care about anything else. But it's just like, why would you, why would you, you can just stream it. Yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, you some of it you can, and you may be able to do it for this month. Two sure, months I from know. two months from now, you you try to look for that same movie. Yeah, it's probably not there. Right. <laughs> like that's another thing that kills me is uh, fucking yeah, dude. There's this movie called Zombie from 1979, man. Oh, is it on Netflix? Go fuck yourself, man. <laughs> I, this is what I want to say. I'm like, no, it's not on Netflix. What the fuck are we talking about here? Everything, it's that's the first reaction now. It's like automatic. It just yeah. spills out of people's mouth. Is that on Netflix? No, dude. 
I don't have Netflix. I don't watch Netflix. Nothing against Netflix. It's cool. There's some cool movies on there and shit. I used to have it. Like, I got a bunch of streaming services. And I will say Netflix fucking is horrible with horror. Mm-hmm. It's all garbage right. now. It's like they got, like, a good handful of decent stuff. And everything else is just trash. But, I mean, you can find good old stuff, but... I just I There's just it. so many times where I'm like, because I get lazy, and it's like, I want to watch this movie. I have it on my shelf, but since I'm sitting mm-hmm. on my couch, let's just see if I can find it streaming. And it's like, nope. And then I'll, I'll get in the thing like, let's see how many things I can find that pop into my head that I would want to watch. How many of them I can find streaming? And the majority of them, I fucking can't. Mm-hmm. It's fucking... Some yeah. of them I don't check because it's like, there's no goddamn way this is available for streaming. Like, it's... I'm not even going to waste my time typing this fucker yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Is it... That's the... You know, is it on Netflix? No. Yeah. I'd, like, I'd be like, is anything... I'd be like, is anything good on Netflix? Like, no, it's fucking not. Like, yeah, if it's not Cheers seasons 1 through 11 or It's Always Sunny, I'm not watching Netflix. That's... When I had Netflix, that's all I used it for was sitcoms. I could like binge watch fucking like three seasons of Cheers on a sun- Sunday afternoon when I have nothing going on or I'm doing laundry. I'm like, this is awesome. I don't have to like sit through commercials or like pop in a DVD. You know, it's like fuck, cool. I so, do. I do like binge watching shit so much that it annoys me on Netflix because after like three episodes, you're like, hey, are you still here? Like, bitch, I fucking press play. Yeah. Stop playing when I press stop. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. That used to annoy me too. And I put it I like I'll I'll do like sitcoms type binge watching when I go to sleep because you're falling asleep hearing the same thing that you're gonna hear sleeping or whatever. Yeah. And I like falling asleep to movies and shows. I do it on Hulu now. Because that fucking shit will play for, like, hours yeah. before they say anything to you. That's what I love about VHS, man. It'll play till I fall asleep, continue to play, and then stop and rewind on its own. Then I'm sleeping, so I'm good. That <laughs> Not could, a looping fucking menu screen, like... You know. that. Ooh, early days of DVDs were trash for God, that. That sucked. The Demons one. Yeah, that one's fucking... <laughs> Obnoxious. First time, I, first time I fell asleep to that dude, I was startled awake. <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on? That yeah. was this. Demons two? Was it the? It was demons two. It was demons. No, oh, the first, first demons? demons. Yeah. I thought it was demons two. No, it's fucking. That's demons, man. Oh, is it? The first demons that scared the shit out of me. Like jumped. I'm like jumped up. Like the fuck. Yeah, dude. Like, fuck, man. Scrambled to find the fucking TV room. Yeah, you're like discombobulated. You don't know what, you know. Yeah. But it's happened to me with fucking VHS tapes, too. Because some of them go to the blue screen with the... (laughs) Oh, my God. And then that usually... Like, some of them will... It'll go to that for, like, five seconds, then stop and rewind. Some of them goes on for fucking... 15 minutes, dude. Ever. My cats are all fucking like, dude, <laughs> I'll fall asleep watching a VHS, dude. And next thing I know, it wakes me up and my cats are like, what the fuck's going on, dude? Dad's up. Like, I'm like looking for the remote. I got fucking VHS slip cases in the way of the fucking remote sensor. I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready to fucking kill myself. I'm like, I got to physically get up. 
turn the fucking TV off and say done with it, man. Like, God damn it. This is fucking 1984. Got to get up and turn the TV off. Dude, it sucks, man. It's like, really? Yeah, so that's that's the only downfall, but... (laughs) 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 Fucking rough city, dude. What, uh, dude, what have you been watching, man? What, oh, yeah, we haven't even gotten to no, that. No, yeah, let's do it. Like, <laughs> what do you... I got a couple movies. I don't have many, but... I got a, I got a couple. Uh, so I, I uh, dipped in, and I actually watched a new movie. Oh, nice. It came out last year. Low-budget, um, first-time director. It's called Mr. Cleaver. Okay. Acting is where you think it would be for a low-budget, first-time director movie. Acting sucked. Okay. But it's mainly for... you. This It's, it's fucking... The gore is on point. Cool. The gore is straight up on fucking point. Um, slices a dude's face off with a cleaver, and you see it just like run off the end of his fucking oversized meat cleaver. Cool. Didn't mind the movie. Not bad. One point had me kind of laughing just because it was just too ridiculous. Yeah. He kills this dude. The dude he sliced his face off, I believe. And the dude who's now dead, his friends are there yelling at cleaver guy. Mr. Cleaver, Mr. Cleaver. Will. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Cleaver, <laughs> Mr. Cleaver, if you will, fucking Beaver's dad, yeah. fucking hacks off this fucker's leg, who's dead already, he's dead, hacks off his leg below the knee, and then picks it up and just throws it at his friend. <laughs> that's amazing. I lost it. Oh, yeah. I couldn't that's... handle it. That's uh like I don't I don't like laugh at these like gore films usually because like cheap acting and stuff like that I'm usually like whatever with yeah but that just was just too much like that's like the the biggest power move I've ever seen <laughs> like you chop off a fucking leg and whip it at somebody he's like you're gonna bitch at me about killing your friend I'm gonna cut his leg off and throw it at you that's amazing <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> but nice good to check out man if you're into like. If you're into gore films, especially like newer gore films, like I mean, check it out. It's a decent movie. Cool. Um, popped in a Truth or Dare, Critical Madness. Tim Ritter's like one. I think it was one of his, if not the first, like uh, movie he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like early '80s SOV, SOV, yeah, gore film. Yep. Top tier, man. It is good. Yeah, that's yeah. like worth watching 100. Um, percent Popped in um, Unmasked Part 25. Never seen that. I have not seen that yet. It's like a parody movie almost. It okay. starts off like a serious slasher. It's, it was made in England. It starts off okay. as almost like a serious slasher. This dude who's wearing like a hockey mask, like the hockey mask they used for the cover of part New Beginning. New Beginning, yeah. Five. No no colored marks on it. Yeah, totally different hockey mask. You can tell where it's the one that has the, With a wraps around the whole it. fucking head. Mm-hmm. He's wearing that. Decent kills right off the bat with that. But then it turns into <laughs> he like meets this blind chick that he I think he's gonna try to kill. And then he realizes she's blind, and they just start talking. Oh, and then they start dating, and now he's just this person who has a mangled face, and that's why he's killing people. And now they're living this life, and they're going out for like brunch. Oh wow! And then he ends up killing like all our friends. <laughs> but it's like not bad. It's not bad. That's a it's, tall order. It's a dude. decent movie. Okay, I'll take your word for it, man. I like I like English movies, but mainly I like like the the dry British humor. Oh, absolutely, like over the top humor movies. Oh yeah, this doesn't have that, but it's 
it's not bad. Like it's super fucking a parody, and it it's like a movie within itself because it's also known as what the fuck's it known as Hand of Hand of Death. I can't remember the other name, but it's known as like I think Hand of Death. And at the end of the movie. He just drops to... I'm going to ruin this to anybody who's watching this. So if you actually want to watch this movie, fast forward like 20 seconds. So he's walking and he just like drops to his knees and he's like, no. And then it pans up to a marquee and it says like Hand of Death Part 26. Oh, <laughs> so, so it's like... Yeah, it's fucking sequel to that one. It's like so like a super fucking meta like parody of like slasher movies. Mm-hmm. It's pretty decent though, man. I didn't mind it at all. It's it, I had that movie for a while and I just never popped it in. Um, and then two things that I was pretty stoked on being on Netflix that I f- forgot about was they made a Rocco's Modern Life special. Nice. And they made an Invader Zim special. Wow, you're fucking throwing it back now. Damn. Invader Zim? Yes. Squee? Yes. Nice. So the fucking Rocco's Modern Life one is they've been floating around in space. The rocket took their house up. They find a way to get back, and they come back down, and like life's all 21st century, not the 90s anymore. Oh wow, yeah, cool. It goes on, and it's 100%, 100% rocket's on life. Art style's the exact same, voices the exact same. If you're a fan of the show, ch- fucking check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah, dude. It's fucking solid. I'm not going to tell, go get into the story and the plot points to it. Just definitely check it out. Invader Zim is pretty much the same way. Like it was. Like time passed. Yeah. He came like back to Earth, quote unquote. Right on. And then it plays out the whole fucking story. <coughs> Another one, everything sounded and looked exactly the same. Yeah, that's cool. I can dig that, man. That's awesome. So, yeah, if you liked either of those two shows, I guess obviously the older people are going to know Rocco's Modern Life. Absolutely. The younger people will be more for Invader Zim. Uh, check either of those fuckers out. They're on Netflix and they're fucking solid gold. Yeah. That, I'm down for sure. Love both of those shows, man. Yeah. Yeah. Had friends that really liked Invader Zim. Yeah, I had a couple. They had like fucking. Like lunch boxes and mm-hmm. all that shit back like a long time ago. I knew this one chick who fucking carried around a plush like squeed all. Yeah. Yeah. Like every day. And I'm like, what what? What? Why why? Yeah. I mean But it was like those like high school goth kids. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Kind Which, of that was a weird fucking time. Because it was. it was like it wasn't like the like early nineties, eighties goth. It was like Late '90s, early 2000s, like almost like c- cyber goth. Yeah, where it was like all like trip pants and fucking fake dreads and Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was I was around at that time, and it was it was different. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's uh, fuck yeah, man. I'm you just blew my mind with the Invaders in thing, but. <laughs> Uh, I only watched a couple movies. Uh, speaking of parodies, yeah, Student Bodies, man. Yeah, Student Bodies. What better movie for me to watch, as far as parodies go, than a parody of slashers, right? Yeah. And it's fucking to me was the best one that they ever did that made fun of slashers. You got your fucking uh, 
what was the uh, one scary movie? Oh, the ones that came out in like the late 90s? Scream, and, and then, you know, there was like, you know, parodies have always been around, but Student Bodies was like a legit slasher with fucking way obnoxious fucking like characteristics of slashers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like crazy shit. I, I love that fucking movie. I watched that. And uh, The Great Outdoors, John <laughs> Candy, Dan Aykroyd. Movie, man. Fucking great, man. I uh, It's a summertime movie for me. In a couple months, I'll be watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You know, it's just kind of a cycle that I go through. I watched Planes, Trains not too long ago. Yeah, that one's so like, good. Like at least a, like a month ago, I think. And it was fucking gold. Yeah, we, had a little, we had a little bit of a fire. Well, we caught it in time. Yeah, yeah. Fucking <laughs> cars burnt to a crisp. Yeah, I'm gonna put my wallet in the glove box. Don't let me forget about it. <laughs> so good, dude. But yeah, dude, I uh, fucking nothing beats the classics, dude. And I watched Great Outdoors. I love it, man. I uh, popped in fucking Commando the other day. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I haven't seen it in a long time, and fuck yeah, dude. So I watched Commando. That's funny you say that. I just came across uh, in one of the groups. Somebody posted they got um, the original Commando 2 script. Oh, wow. Never got made. Was uh, Arnold supposed to be in it? Yeah, it was supposed to be like a, yeah. And I guess the, the rumor was that Die Hard, that Commando 2 script became Die Hard, but it's just a rumor. Really? Yeah, because Die Hard was based off of a, uh, a book. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Huh. So Commando Two, I want. I kind of want to read it. Everybody says it's pretty legit. Like sticks to what Commando was. But yeah, just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, to that's... watch Commando and someone just posted fucking the never made Commando Two script. Hmm. Well, fucking Die Hard was killer, so we got that right out of it. You know, I the original Die Hard is fucking great, dude. But yeah, I watched Commando and uh, last night I watched Sorority House Massacre. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know, I don't know, man. I have mixed feelings about that fucking movie. Yeah? It's like, the second one is, there's that weird, like, confusion. Well, the second, yeah, okay. Where they're showing fucking... Scenes from Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah, which but it's sorority And they're telling the story too. of Slumber Party Massacre. I have not been able to find an answer to this. I've looked. I've hunted. What what I was gonna say was Sorority House Massacre and Slumber Party Massacre Three were both made by Concord. Yeah. So what I'm guessing is Concord purchased the rights to the Slumber Party Massacre movies in 1990, and then when they were like, "We need to make another sequel," but fuck Slumber Party Massacre, that's been done to death. Let's do a Sorority House Massacre, but since we own the rights let's intertwine the stories or something like i don't know man it, it's like it pisses me off honestly it, i don't there's even know no why. explanation it, no one, it, it makes me mad because i haven't been able to find anybody with an explanation because there isn't one there's it's nothing it's, no not at all there's <laughs> it's like but i like the second one better than the first one and i don't own the second one yeah the second one's sleazy as fuck yeah well the second slumber or sorority house massacre 2 went the route of slumber party massacre 3 yes like let's just get fucking sleazy yeah and i want to say it's sorority house massacre 2 the whole cast are like fucking adult film stars yes and I, they all have a shower scene yep 
and they're like strategically placed throughout the movie to where yeah. like every 15 minutes you get a fresh pair of breasts yeah. like it's like they, they knew what they were doing something there. happened like somebody goes take a shower you can see that shower scene yeah and they get out of the shower and then something happens and i'm like all right well i'm gonna go take a shower i know it's so obnoxious <laughs> dude it's so obnoxious dude it's like dude if you like tits and ass like if you're like a fucking early teen boy yeah check out those movies yeah. Honestly, I mean, okay, early teen boy in like the early nineties, because at this point, early teen boy, you could just hop online real quick. Yeah, but no, we're fuck. talking our generation, man. Back in the VHS <laughs> days, like, well, Sorority House Massacre is is okay, the first one, but it's like this chick keeps having like a reoccurring dream and shit. You know, it's like, yeah, and then it's like kind of a slasher with chick drama in it, and it's like, I don't know, it's it's kind of cool. It's not the best I've ever seen, though. But I watched that last night, so... I'm going to have to get down on that second fucking Sorority House Massacre, though. I haven't seen it in a while, dude. It's been a while. Yeah. I have a collection that has... Um, fucking I want to say it's like all the... Oh, the uh, Massacre collection? I think so, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, you let me borrow the Slumber Party Massacre collection before. It's all three DVDs in one. Mm-hmm. I remember that's when I seen the third one. I had never seen the third one, I think. I seen the first two. I didn't even know they made a third one. And this was like 10 years ago. You let me borrow it. I think the third one's pretty legit, man. Oh, I, I love like the, the third, third one. one. The third one's way better than the second one. Uh, yeah, Slumber Party? 100%. Yeah. Second one, go to hell. Yeah. Fuck second that movie. One. I don't know why. Everybody's goddamn obsession with that goddamn movie. They fuck off. That I just sucks. think it's because it's so over the top. It's it's kind of like a Halloween 3 effect. No. See, that Okay. We're gonna pump the brakes on that one. Well, right I'm now. just saying it's so fucking obnoxious. Because Halloween three is a legit, just straight movie. Fucking Slumber Party Massacre two has some goddamn rockabilly guy doing fucking twists and turns with finger snaps with a guitar <laughs> with a drill scoot. on it. I can't handle that. That's not that's not a real fucking movie. <laughs> that fucking stop twist boot scoot thing that he does. No, is yeah, so that, that's like game over. I'm done. I'm out of the theater at that point. And everybody's like, fuck yeah, dude, Slum Party Massacre 2, it's amazing. It's worth 100%. Gotta check it out. Top 10 list of fucking horror movies. No, that movie is like negative. Oh, fuck that movie. I would never oh, put that God. on the top anything list. Everybody praises that. They're like People ask for movies, and everybody always throws out, oh, fucking Slum Party Massacre 2. Like, no, 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 no. never. That's, bad. That's, that's a bad one, dude. The, oh, first one's, the first one is fucking... Cinema history. Mm-hmm. First one's fucking great. Yeah. Third one's good. Yes. Second one's garbage. Yeah, it does suck. But and I, I never understand how the second one got made. Like, how are you going from Slumber Party Massacre to that weird-ass fucking drunken left turn that Slumber Party Massacre 2 is? Man, it's, it's a fucking age-old question, man. It's the chick from fucking... Uh, uh, Friday the 13th Part 7 is in it. What year did Summer Party Massacre come out? 84. Okay. So basically, slashers were dying. Yes. And they were like, we want to make a sequel. It can't be a slasher, though, because it's fucking... Or it can't be like whatever. It, we got we to gotta switch it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, whoever fucking smoked that idea... Uh, oh, my God, <laughs> man. That was a rockabilly guy with a drill at the end of his guitar... That's like, worse. That is, you know how I feel about this movie. I'm about to say, but that is fucking worse than Prom Night Two. Prom Night Two is legit. 
how many motherfuckers do I got to run through before I get someone that's like, dude, Prom Night 2 is pretty legit. I mean, Prom the first Night one, 2 would be good as its own fucking movie, yeah. which it was supposed to be. That was a totally different movie. True. Yeah. <laughs> and they threw that stupid fucking name on it. I know. Yeah. I'm going on fucking beers deep going on this goddamn rant Me about too. this goddamn <laughs> movie and how I hate stupid rhyming names. Yeah. Fucking dumb. I know, but it, Prom Night Two is better than Slumber Party Massacre Two by far. Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. Fucking Maniac Cop Three is better than fucking, <laughs> fucking Troll Two is better than Slumber Party Massacre Two. The only rhyming name movie I like is Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Yeah, that's, a that's good the one. only fucking one I like. I have not liked one since that I can recall. Yeah. Well. That's <laughs> there you have it, folks. But that's what, that's what I've been watching, and that's our rant. But now is the time. This is what I've been waiting for, dude. We're gonna get into the 1971 film known as Bay of Blood, and also Twitch of the Death Nerve. This is the movie. Um, supposedly, this movie has the highest count for alternate titles. Really. Yeah, I did not track them all down. I didn't either. There's like five of them there's, that i seen. Yeah, there's fucking Bay of Blood. Twitch of the Death Nerve. Carnage? Carnage. Yeah. Bloodbath. When it first got released in Italy, it was Ecology of Crime. Hmm. Then it did poorly, so they pulled it. And then they renamed it Chain Reaction. Then, at one fucking point, for whatever goddamn reason, it got... Named Last House on the Left Part Two, even though this movie came out before Last House on the Left. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here! Are you serious? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, and I, I, I didn't dig into exactly all of them. I would, I kind of am curious because if if people are claiming it holds like top seat for most names, I'm so curious on how many names. Yeah. Those are the only the ones that I like stumbled across. Well, I fucking, didn't like really dig for them. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're getting into this movie, but fucking uh, <laughs> buried alive had a lot of fucking yeah, it did that had like six or seven different titles yeah. around the world. So I mean, how many th- does this one have? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I honestly, I'm gonna say it. I I honestly miss the days of movies having just crazy different titles depending on what region in the world they were in. Yeah, and you don't really get it as much I think anymore no and if it is it's an independent film that's probably hard to fucking get you have to like dig deep to find it whatever but that goes back to the old days where no internet and you gotta fucking like really hunt down some shit and they're fucking streaming this movie in a fucking drive in and Mm -hmm. they don't own the rights to it so they gotta tell you it's under a different name yeah right Fucking, that's how fucking Pitchfork Massacre came about. That's also how they got your fucking $3.50 one yeah. week. Show then, you a movie they did two months ago, just yeah. something different fucking title. Like, oh, well, fucking uh, 127 people showed up for The Prowler. So next week, we're going to do Pitchfork Massacre. And 300 people are going to show up because they've never heard it before. But when they get into it, they're like, ah, damn it, this is The Prowler again. <laughs> Got your money, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it was like an old fucking... It's great, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a... It was, it was 
it's kind of cool. It's a cool concept. Different names for different regions and shit. Like, you know, especially if you collect VHS. Dude, nowadays, though, you could not open a movie, it do poorly, and pull it, and then rename no. it and release it. <laughs> no, man. You can't do that now. But, yeah. Fucking. It's like, uh, fucking this goddamn Avengers movie did poorly. Revengers. <laughs> yeah. Fucking pull that shit. We could call it. Revengers. <laughs> But uh, yeah, fucking. So, so this, so this fucking movie. Okay. Not only was some of the kill scenes duplicated ten years after, in almost exactly the same shot by shot format, but this one did it first and did it well, and it was fucking pretty impressive how the practical effects came out you know yeah because this was before fucking anyone knew who tom savini was he wasn't even doing shit like these are good effects man for 71 you know 100 percent. what i want to add to how you touched on it were done 10 years later shot for shot almost Mm -hmm. the writers directors of said movies that did it shot for shot yeah are on record, oddly enough, not even 10 years ago, claiming they didn't know what this movie was until after they filmed their movie. Yeah. How are you still standing by that fucking argument when it's clear that it was, like, completely stolen? Yeah. Like, dude, just say that, yeah, we knew what it was, and we thought it was fucking great, so we wanted to, like, fucking do that for our movie. I assure you, everybody, he's not talking about Sean Cunningham. Yeah, it's definitely not Sean Cunningham, and it's definitely not Steve Miner. It's not either of those two. No. Those two would never do that. No. They wouldn't base the fucking whole franchise off of just one Bava film. No, they would just come up with the idea and then years later realize it was done 10 years prior and then still not own up to it. Why would they do that? After making millions of fucking dollars, right? But... uh, the cool thing about this movie is it came out uh, in the early 70s, and I actually detect hints of Jello in this movie. 100%. Dude, it's a Jello film. It really is a Jello film. Kind of. It, yeah, I can but see it's, that. But it's, it was, the at that point, the most violent Bava film. It was, yeah. And I'm not going to say the most violent Jello film, because it's not. No. But... No. The setting and everything was a little, and the way everything went about was different than most Jellos. Mm-hmm. It still does have that like whodunit type thing, yeah. But it's twisted a little bit, and then adding th- all the kills that are there and the violence—that that's what kind of adds it, it, like a new thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Because the, the opening sequence is Jello as fuck. Oh, the opening, the, the, the opening, the, the opening, like ten minutes of this movie were fucking off the chain. Yeah, no, it did. That's what just the like, fucking blew me in the back of my seat the first time I seen it. I'm that like, first killing's amazing. Mm-hmm. That well, first it, killing's amazing. And it's weird because the killer gets killed by a killer. Yeah. So it's a fucking there's, inception. There's like thing. four killers in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's a. Uh, it, I was like, what the fuck's going on? Shit, there's like six killers in this movie technically. Yeah. It's weird, man. It's like. But it's a killer concept, and it's it was fucking. It's, I don't know. It's just like it really worked, man. Like it was really well put together. What's, and what's funny is, um, so the director I can't remember his first name, but uh, Italian director 
Fellini, not horror. Mm, He's okay. just known as like this like world renowned like film director. And we with like eight and a half, which is like a Fellini film and He's like one of those people, like in like in the like in movies and film, is like it's fucking Fellini type of thing. Gotcha. Like older director. He was on record as saying, like, yeah, he got this script and he wanted they needed him to help write, fill out story for, and it was just a script with kill scenes, but no story. Hmm. So he was gonna like he's supposed to help like kind of flush it out, and he kept getting rejected of all his ideas so basically he told the person who gave him the script like hey just fucking just fucking you know shoot what you got and then fill in the rest okay he never said what it was but everybody says because of based on of what they know about Bay of Blood that it was fucking Baba who fucking gave him the script because all he had was all the death scenes written oh, out. Oh yeah. Because I've read that he for this movie he only wrote out the, that's all they had that's all they had. They just wrote out the death scenes. Like him and uh, another dude. Hmm. And that's all they had. They didn't have a story. They just had all the like the like how like the scenes of how people died. Oh wow, really? Yeah, and then they just filled in like later. So everybody's assuming everybody assumes that uh Fellini was talking about Bay of Blood. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's fucking. Yeah. Come up with the death scenes before. That's something that I, I would understand happened in the eighties with slashers. To me, that's a hundred percent how you write a slasher. Like, dude, I we have all these creative ways of killing people. Let's kill like fucking well, nine we, of them. That's and, been even said. Uh, that's been even said by uh, writers and directors of slasher films in the eighties. Was they would sit around fucking tables and just come up with. Creative. Interesting and creative mm-hmm. ways of killing people, right? And then work that into the fucking story. Yeah, and then just build like a plot around it. Yeah, a twist at the end. Yeah, but this was like came out at a time where none of that was existent. It was no, yeah, no. There was no fucking none of that. You know, it was it was cool because it it still had it started the whole murder mystery like who done it. Well, it didn't. It didn't. Start no, it didn't that. start. It, it started. By it. it, it I mean, it's it's weird to say this, but it started it it started what just became in the eighties. Yes. Like before that, really didn't exist, and this started that. Like yeah. technically, it was there with Black Christmas, but it was almost like this happened, and then Black Christmas happened, and then eighty slashers. No, oh, then Halloween. Yeah, then Halloween. And then 80 Slashers came about, and they said, okay, well, we're going to take from fucking Bay of Blood. Oh, they poached. And then this little bit from Black Christmas. Absolutely. And then this whole thing from fucking Halloween. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And it was weird because the whole reason behind that becoming a thing was the success of Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why people even fucking got up off their couch to say, hey, uh, I got a credit card. Maybe we can make a movie. You know what I mean? It was like, well, fuck, dude. It only costed them how much to make that movie and how much did they get in return? Like, that's like 5,000% profit. So that's why it became a big explosion, you know. But I kind of like the days better where it was not a thing yet, like with this. 
where it was just a, an idea. You know, it's just kind of like, dude, well, we got some fucking killer kill scenes. You know, let's try to fucking, you know, connect the dots and see what we can come up with. And it's, you know, and even the plot was good. Like, they're trying to, she won't sell the bay. Yeah, it's it basically turned into a fucking, a whole Trying thing. to figure out how to get the fucking rights to the land. Mm-hmm. To industrialize it, right? Yeah. Well, Cause, they, yeah, because they, they were wealthy. It's going to modernize it. Modernize it. She's, she's like, you're going to fucking modernize it, right? With plumbing and all this. And she's like, yeah, we're going to bring it up to a be this, like, and shit, yeah. modern paradise. For, and she's like, go fuck yourself, basically. Yeah. Which was kind of, like, not a bad storyline. To me, this is a... The story is total giallo. Yeah. Because it's even an older cast and everything. And with the kills of what would be slasher. Mm-hmm. Because the sla- those kills are 100% fucking slasher kills. Mm-hmm. With that being said, though, this is the only movie we've ever done and probably the only movie that exists. I can't pick a favorite kill scene because I like all of them. The way they're done are fucking great. And probably two or three of them are fucking two or three of my favorite kill scenes I've ever seen on film. Not gonna lie, they've been duplicated. It's been done after this better, but because this was the first time it happened, it's it's amazing. Someone came up with the idea of like hanging somebody that has no legs. Oh, that, that fucking first kills. That amazing. is it's so cold hearted and it's so fucking brutal, dude. It's like really, yeah, holy shit, like good god, it's fucking- man loops the fucking noose around and kicks the wheelchair backwards. <laughs> like, and, but it's not just that. That's fucking, yeah. But it's, it's the shot between her strangling and not being able to do anything about it and then shoots straight to the wheelchair with the wheel still spinning. Yeah. Back to her, back to the wheelchair. Let's just reinforce the fact that she is completely helpless and she has to choke to death. Like, wow, that just happened. Like... The first time I seen it, I'm like, dude, this is fucking out of control. Like, wow, man. It's just like the sheer fucking brutality of it was like. Dude, honestly, the 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 back-to-back of the beginning kills. Yeah. Because that happens. And the fake suicide note. Mm-hmm. And then just out of nowhere, like, just gets fucking stabbed to death. Yeah. So what the fuck's the really going on? shot. And I'm like, dude, that's. You just started this movie with that? I know, dude. That's, and this was you started this movie with that in 71. I know. Like that is a way you start a like later 80s slasher because the slasher movement's about to fucking die. So you need to fucking like grab people's attentions right off rip. Yeah. But he did this shit in 71 and he's it's fucking Bava who's fucking been doing fucking gold shit. I know. I know. Yeah, he did a lot of really good movies, but this one, fuck, man. But yeah, and you know, there's that. There's the fucking intro, the first ten minutes of this movie. There's that, dude. That's just right there. It's fucking, I'm sold. But some of the other kill scenes in this movie too, man. The fucking, the, the, you know, the chick running through the woods had. It's like fucking the Back to the Future thing, dude. You're not ready for this yet, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> the whole running through the woods and the fucking, like, like looking through the killer's eyes and, like, then her point of view and, like, 
that whole chase scene, like killer, dude. It's so good. That was like the hottest chick in the movie too. It was she, she was. was fucking gorgeous? Yeah, she was. She was. Uh, she was pretty flawless. And just gets fucking throat slit. Yep. Gets fucking hooked, basically. Yeah. He hooks her. Yeah, dude. That <laughs> kill weapon was fucking that. That whatever the not, fuck that was. Can't was remember amazing. what it's called. It's not a machete. It's like a, basically just a type of machete. I, is the way I look at it. I can't yeah. remember what it's called though. But it's basically a machete. Then the blade hooks up at the end. Yeah, it's like a. It's a mixture between a machete and a sickle. And he fucking just like snags her. Snags her by the fucking throat. Slices her throat and then just hacks away for a minute. Yeah, it's fucking man. But yeah, she was. The hottest chick in the fucking movie. Yeah, she was. She was. She was. Yeah. I watching it too, dude. Like homeboy in yellow sweater, who's like with her. She's all about him. Mm-hmm. Decides to go with like the dude and the other chick because I guess they both have a thing for her. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, why the fuck would you? What? I don't know. Hey, hey. Like, <laughs> like the fuck, man. I don't know. Did man. you see the chick you just let leave? Yeah, the one that's like swimming naked in the lake. Yeah. In the bay? Yeah. Yeah, that that chick. Yeah. Like God, that get the 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 fucking gorgeous fucking healthy looking chick. Yeah, I know. But yeah, so that yeah, she was hot and her kill scene was really good and that fucking chase through the woods was really cool and um lastly, I wanted fucking the hatchet to the face, the fucking machete to the face. Yellow sweater guy. God damn, dude. That is fucking I mean that was never seen before. Yeah, that was fucking gold. It was good, and it looked really good, and it was shot really well. Dude, do you know when, um, uh, was it Christopher Lee? He went to see this movie because he's heard, like, obviously good things about Bava, and he wants to see this fucking movie. Got up and left. Really? Because of the abundance of violence. Oh, God. Because of how fucking over the... Well, you gotta think, like, all those, like, classic era horror people that we all know that wasn't like horror like the way we look at it now, I know or even I know. in the 80s yeah that was like they were like like hammer horror type stuff mm-hmm. Man, I weren't fucking into that shit yeah it was like they were appalled by it I can he, he I can like, see oh but see here's my thing though is like I can see somebody walking out of a movie theater during last house on the left I get it uh, for its time, that was a really rough watch in mm-hmm. a movie theater. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and watch this. Okay. But Bay of Blood is just gore. It's just like fucking, oh, this is what it looks like when someone gets a hatchet fucking to the face. Like, I always wondered what that would look like. Why would you fucking <laughs> get up and walk out, dude? What the fuck? Is, what? Like, Siskel and Ebert, like... The shit they used to say when they used to walk out of fucking movies like Maniac. Well, after the shotgun scene, the movie couldn't redeem itself. Well, what do you mean, dude? Like, couldn't redeem itself. You watched it up until that point, you might as well finish the motherfucker, dude. It's like, dude, I don't know. It's just like weird how people view violence and gore and their take on it, you know? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you still, obviously, it's probably still around now. You, it's, you're not going to see it unless you're like watching the news. And yeah. Gives a, like, it, it, because back then when you got you heard stuff like this, that's where you got your updates on things or your fucking like description on things and your reviews on things. Mm-hmm. Nowadays you don't. You you can get it where you want it. So you don't see it as much. But like back then it was like yeah. It was exclusive. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the Cisco and everything. Everybody fucking like. 
was all about that. Yeah. But and their well, views on horror movies were so skewed anyway. Oh, I know. It was it's I I totally absolutely. But they even fucking okay, just while we're on the Siskel and Ebert thing real quick for 3 seconds, they even fucking capped on fucking Home Alone and Home Alone 2 for the amount of violence. That's amazing. Like this is a fucking child fetish movie. <laughs> that glorifies violence against adult and authority figures. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Take a long walk off a short bridge, man. <laughs> fuck me. But anyway, uh, yeah, so... I don't know, man. I just... Uh, you know, Bay of Blood... I, I just want to point out how important this movie is to anyone that likes slasher movies or horror in general. Just by the sheer fucking talent that Baba had and the way this whole movie like panned out and was shot and the you know scene for scene it's like really good and the plot's really good and like it's pretty convincing. Yeah, know? this is uh this was I want to say his he said his, this was like his favorite. Yeah, this was his favorite fucking work. Yeah, this was fucking Argento. Loved this movie so much. I, I could imagine. He had a friend who worked at a cinema steal him the print. Really? When it was showing. Oh, shit. <laughs> so the fucking, the fucking theater ended up having to run um, Hatchet for the Honeymoon, which is an older Baba film, mm-hmm. to like for the rest of the run because they didn't have they the didn't fucking have print, a print anymore. Oh, that's cool. Argento still has that fucker to this that's day. That's amazing. <laughs> I... Fuck yeah, dude. I didn't know that. That's cool. That's really cool. That's fucking gold, man. But like, would would you would you honestly be surprised if going back in time things were different and this was uh on our gentle film? Would you be surprised? Um I wouldn't say I'd be surprised. I would assume this would be if if we went back and it was like, "Oh, this movie was made by Argento." I'd be like, "Okay, this probably was one of his earlier films." Okay. Just because the style of this film doesn't fully match what Argento's style is. So I would assume that he was this is when he started. Way. This is when he started and he fucking hit the fucking out of the gate running obviously, but he didn't have his his actual style. Yeah, true. Yeah. But no, I could I could see that. Yeah, like okay, let's say like a young like a teenager just getting into horror now. Sees this movie, knows who Argento is, but isn't like fully educated. Like they're new to the whole horror thing and classic horror. Mm-hmm. And you show this movie to somebody who's like eighteen, who's just getting into horror, but has some knowledge of what what's going on. And you're like, yeah, uh, this is an Argento film. Would he be surprised if he didn't know it was a Baba film? Would he be, he'd be like, oh, okay, it makes sense. I mean, it's definitely Italian, and it's definitely shot in a certain way. If I didn't know any better, I would guess this is a fucking Argento film, dude. I'm just saying, because he did a slew of Jallos in the 70s. Yeah. And this fits right in there, man. But Baba put his own twist on it, had his own fucking approach on how he wanted it to be done, and kind of outshined a lot of uh, stuff that followed it for years until the money was there for people to, you know 
make the gore effects more fucking, you know what I mean? Like, well, shit, fucking. For what they had, I mean, he kind of outshined a lot of the jollos that came out after this, is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, Bob has been around for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. He's the fucking, he's basically the teacher of a lot of the big 70s, 80s Italian directors that we know and fucking hail. Like, it's him. And yeah. this movie is, without a doubt, the. I'm going to say, just because I can't think of a better one off the top, but be, when this one came out, this was the goriest movie he's done. Yeah. The most graphic kills. Right. Yeah, he... he yeah. I mean, even, even to, like, 80s standards, this is a gory film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just happened to come out in 71, but there's, like, a lot of blood and a lot of fucking brutal kills in this movie and shit. Oh, and, 100%. You know what I mean? But overall, I, I think that this movie is really important, and I think that people that haven't seen it need to check it out, man. Yeah, this movie is basically a, a I guess, an, a, an, an adult slasher, a grown-up slasher. Yeah, which is which makes sense because that's to way the way I almost looked at a lot of Jello films anyway is they're all sophisticated adults usually fucking very like beautiful people yeah and it's all like a whodunit for jellos but this one just takes that and adds a shit ton of fucking just violent kills yeah which became with no gimmicks yeah there's no no hockey mask there's no like yeah yeah. it became what the slasher that this is what the slasher became but they took straight from that and just built on it right so it's basically taking the giallo Aspect and working in what would become the slasher aspect, right? Yeah. Instead of fucking it being fucking sex crazed teenagers, it's fucking like beautiful fucking adults fucking trying to scheme over an old lady for her property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you're right. But they did have that teenage like party aspect. Yeah, that peppered yeah. in there a little bit. Yeah, that, that that got knocked out pretty quick. It did, but it was just the thing that happened. So I mean, that concept was there. You know what I mean? The idea was there, but you know, um, with with this movie, uh, fucking anyone that owns a copy of any Friday the Thirteenth, any Halloween, any Nightmare on Elm Street, they need to fucking tip their cap to this movie because those movies would never have been made without this one. No, in the way that they were made. I just want to say that. So. Yeah, shit would have been uh, at least a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this uh, yeah, I, I agree. It uh, it paved the way for sure. Because honestly, we're just mentioning the very obvious things right. that took from it. Right. There's could be other movies that we didn't talk about that we didn't mention that borrowed from this in a more subtle way. Mm-hmm. So even so, if you get rid of this movie, those movies change, which means. 80 slashers change. Yeah, true story. It all started with this one, man, to me. You know? So, but yeah, that's a, that's fucking. Oh, another, another fun, fun thing. You know how it looks like this whole thing's fucking filmed around a shit ton of fucking trees, like in a goddamn forest? Yeah. No. No, there's like hardly any trees. It's a studio? No. It was at, it was, it was property. It was at a fucking like, cabin like i think so owned by somebody on the production team but there weren't that many trees 
So Bava wanted it to have this feel of being like in the woods. Mm. So he set up like these fucking fake trees like in front of the camera. Are you serious? He, yeah, and I guess looking at it from like behind the camera as like the actors, hilarious. It they just look fucking goofy as shit. I bet, yeah. But it works. Like you, I've I've watched the movie, like, watching the movie after you know that, and like keeping an eye on like, okay, this wasn't a wooded area. Baba like added fucking branches in front of the camera and like, that's fucking... fake trees and. It, it, you watch it and it's you can't tell. That's yeah. how fucking good he that that motherfucker was fucking a genius. Yeah, true story. <laughs> like, yeah, I would have never known that. Motherfucker was solid. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty. He's a fucking genius. Yeah, I know. That's uh, I never would have guessed that, and that's fucking kind of a cool concept if you think about it. it it's like making the best out of what you have it's making the best out of what you have and understanding how things are going to appear right like on video like on film on film yeah so he knew what it, like yeah it looks stupid from like everybody who's standing here's side but once his fucking film gets viewed no one's going to be able to tell it's because the actors thought it looked fucking ridiculous. They were like, break out laughing. Like, this is fucking, this looks stupid. Yeah, but those shots with the branches and shit, aren't those supposed to be like through the eyes of the killer? Most of them, yeah. That revolutionized fucking the slasher movie because that's the whole Michael Myers shtick was they glorified in America the what it would look like to be a stalker slasher killer through the eyes of well, that's well no the black christmas J- did it too but well, it's also the whole jason shtick because that's exactly all the shots for the first two friday 13th at least true yeah they got away from that after that yeah but the first two had the whole like you're you're looking through the eyes of the killer like yeah you know but yeah so i mean that that's kind of genius Actually, I didn't. I, I didn't know that either about this movie, yeah. the branches and the fucking the way he like set that whole thing up. But. A lot of it had to do with the budget. He didn't have. He, they didn't have a budget for this fucking movie. This mm-hmm. wasn't a big budget. Like he used a fucking wagon for like the track shots. Instead of having like a track, he used a fucking wagon wow. to pull the camera. That's crazy, dude. He was his own cinematographer, which is like a bit blows my mind because Bava, you. You hear the name Bava, and you know anything about, like, especially, like, horror films and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, fucking, yeah, it's fucking Bava, dude. Right. The fact that he was able to have a movie that, like, didn't have a big budget. Like, he couldn't get funding for this fucking... Like, to me, that adds... that To me, that makes me think of... He wasn't able to get proper funding for this fucking film. Yeah, so he had to improvise. Yeah, like, are you kidding me? Like, Bava couldn't even get proper funding? That's like... Carpenter not being able to get proper funding. Right, yeah. But these films, like the first Halloween and Bay of Blood and the first Friday the 13th, didn't cost a whole lot to make. You know what I mean? They Because, I mean, they had to do what they did with what they had. Oh, yeah. So, that kind of was always a thing. But, yeah, okay, so this was Baba's, like, he's, I can't remember the exact number. I'm going to say handful. He's done a, he did a handful of films before he did this. Mm-hmm. 
and couldn't get proper funding. Now, take a handful of Carpenter films and then say his next film, he couldn't get proper funding. Yeah, but... Maybe it's the difference between Italy and America. Maybe that's the difference of how they view art, cinema. Just saying. No, it I mean, might I, not be at the top of the fucking pecking order to them. They're like, oh, you're going to make a film? Cool. Well, I also know that... We'll give you this, but that's about all we're going to do for you. Because over in Europe, fucking, they looked at... like violent, Sex and violence were looked at kind of almost like flipped from what America is. We, like clench our pearls at fucking sex but don't give two shits about violence but over there it's like nudity and shit's no big deal but fucking violence and gore yeah it's yeah it's just like, a different hey, culture calm it down yeah right? yeah I get okay so it might have been it might be that it might be that he's making violent movies yeah that's true well cause I mean even you know another thing I was gonna bring up was advertising you know, these films in America that fucking blew up, these slasher films that blew up, had fucking endless TV spots and radio spots. Yeah. That hyped up the movie before it came out. So there was a big turnover instantly. Like, you instantly fucking quadrupled your fucking... What it took to... You know, because people were like, oh, what the fuck, you know? It's like the, the advertising campaign, they invested in that too, so... Maybe Bay of Blood didn't have the fucking TV spots or the radio spots that, like, these later films had, you know? So, they probably just didn't look at it like it was going to be a big fucking, you know, deal. But... Still Bob. To me, it's a big deal. Oh, yeah, dude. It's a fucking huge deal. It's, it's, it's the best, dude. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, in the fucking timeline of film, especially horror... This movie was a huge fucking deal. It is. It, it changed a lot, man. It's like the fucking... It's it's viewed as like the godfather of slasher. Yeah, it is. Films. It is. There's a reason for that. Just watch it. Shit, watch the first fucking ten minutes of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's good. Fucking... I agree, man. So... But yeah, that's all I have. I don't have any notes except for um, that... What I wanted to point out real quick was that Total Film named A Bay of Blood one of the 50 greatest horror films of all time. So at least it's being acknowledged. Oh, yeah, dude. It gets acknowledged now on, like, lists. It's a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, a lot of those films that we're into are getting that now. Whereas reviews of that movie when it came out yeah. were terrible. Now there's people going back in a retrospect review like, you know what, actually, now that I think about it, for the time that this movie came out, blah, 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 it was kind of revolutionary because there was other films that were way more successful that would never have even existed if it wasn't for this movie. You know what I mean? So, 100%. So that's, that's a good thing. But uh, anything else you want to add, man? I got nothing else, man. I got nothing. All right, well... I that got, was I a, got this this beer. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> if in fact you want to contact us at any point in your day night life, <laughs> you can hit us up uh our website, burnofferingspodcast.com. 
Email will be contact at burntofferingspodcast.com. Um, Facebook is Burn Offerings Horror Podcast. Instagram is Burn Offerings underscore podcast. And Twitter is now at Burnt Offerings underscore. Um, so, yeah, I can hit us up. Hit us up, drop us a line, inbox us. If I haven't gotten back to you, I apologize. Uh, been a little busy, working all the time. Uh, I did get an inbox from some people just suggesting movies that we should probably cover or whatever. Oh, yeah. Awesome, which is really cool. Thank you for that, guys. I'm not ignoring you. I'm sorry. Just get a little busy sometimes, but I'll get back to you. And, uh, yeah. It's uh it's been real man. We'll see you guys. Yeah, see you guys later. Later.